going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of God With Us Podcast. My name is Nicholas. I'm Deja. And here on this platform, we have practical conversations that are centered around Christ, that bring about knowledge, revelation, and better understanding to all who listen. And today on this episode, I'm excited. Um, watch the whole thing, because it's going to be a banger. Yeah. And we're going to talk about unforgiveness. And I truly yes. believe whoever is watching this, you own this for a reason. And God wants to set you free and bring revelation and understanding and help you wherever you are. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's just jump right in about unforgiveness. Let's jump and right so in. So, I'm going to start off with. Start it off. It's hard. It's very hard for you to get into heaven. No. And it's impossible. Okay. okay I was I'm, trying to be I'm, nice. No, nah, don't. I, it's impossible for you to get into heaven and you have unforgiveness in your heart. We did not make the rule book. No, we didn't. And let me tell you about the story because it just came to my mind. Um, this story about this pastor, I found him on TikTok. But anyways, he was just talking about his, um, I don't know if this was his wake up call or what. Remember, oh, you know I remember that? you telling me that. Yeah. He talked, to, he kind of like talked about his, oh, I think he was going to stroke or something or having a heart attack. So anyways, he was just kind of in and out of this world and the spirit world, but he knew he was going to hell. He just knew, like, oh, I know I'm going to hell, and um, I don't want to mess up his story, but I'm going to just paraphrase from what I remember, but um, yeah, he knew he was going to hell, got to hell, saw some things, and he just was, like, having a fit with God, like, dang, God, you know, like, why you didn't say nothing, because he said he thought he was a good guy. I did all the right things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm nice. You know what I mean? He's not a bad person. You know, I think he meant, I think he meant, you know, I ain't killing. I ain't disrespectful. I'm I'm cool. You know, I ain't out here doing what these other people are doing is what I feel like he was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, basically God said, oh, you were on your way to hell because you got unforgiveness. Yeah. So, yeah, he was on his way to hell. And God showed him this as he was, you know, going through whatever he was going through um, and physically with his health, I believe. And, um, yeah, he was on his way to hell. All because of something just to us so minute <laughs> and, and that's, simple. That's the scariest thing to me because I believe in the church there are so many people who are great people. Yeah, they you know they don't kill. They're not stealing. They are walking with God. They maybe not, but they, they won't let go of that unforgiveness. And yes, there's gonna be a lot of great people. I believe in hell because of this this thing that seems small, but it's not small because you can't hold on to unforgiveness and God forgive you. And yeah. so I think people read that and they they bypass it and think. It doesn't apply to them, yeah. but I want to talk about it because it's so important because I know people that, you know, are good people. They read their word. They walk in with God. They go to church. They do, you know what I'm saying? They do their due diligence in their walk of Christ, but won't forgive. I like mean, it's a choice. Like it's optional and it's yeah, killing them. but let's rewind. Okay. I remember what it felt like to have unforgiveness in my heart. But before I jump into anything or before we go deeper into anything, I just want to say this. It's like the reason why, because it's like, well, some people can justify their, well, they can't justify it, but we can rationalize why they have unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. I got raped. And it's like coming from our flesh and 
human standpoint, it's like, yeah, I can see why you are justifying your unforgiveness. Absolutely. And so that makes sense. But, oh, yeah, what I'm sorry, I'm going to rewind it before we jump in. If you really look at unforgiveness, it goes against everything he sent Jesus for. And so that's another reason why it's so big because, and so I'm, I'm pairing the two back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that makes sense. But then it's like, how can that make sense? But, you know, it goes against everything that he did. Yeah. It goes against everything. He forgave you. He, he died yeah, for you when you made, didn't deserve it. It was a it. sacrifice. It wasn't that he just came and died for you. It was like a sacrifice. It was this big thing, a big event. And it was really just a, it was to set you free because he loved you so much. And so now it's like, it's like a slap in the face when you have unforgiveness. Yeah. And so yeah. let's talk about that because like you said, there are people with circumstances where you don't know what people have been through. There are people that have been touched inappropriately they've been raped you know a family member has been killed yeah, or yeah, uh-huh. you know they've been hurt by someone they love and people have gone through hard stuff like you know stuff you can't imagine yeah, that's like, unfathomable yeah, uh-huh. and it's like man how are you even living right now yeah and so i want to talk about that because on my walk with christ i realized that you actually need faith to forgive yeah. and so that's why i want to dive into this scripture because it's not unnormal. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Even the disciples were walking with Jesus and they was like, Lord, give us faith to do this. Cause yeah. what are you talking about? So I'm gonna read that because, um, I think it's big. So that is Luke chapter 17 verses three to five. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, take heed to your, to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Mm-hmm. That's a command. He's saying mm-hmm. you shall forgive him. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. Yeah. And so that was amazing. I remember Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Montgomery, she runs uh, Covered by God. Shout out to her. She was uh, talking about this and it really opened my eyes because think about it. The disciples walked with Jesus for three years. They cast out demons. They healed the sick. They preached all over in different countries. They did amazing things, and they never asked to increase their faith, except for when Jesus said, you got to forgive your brother when he sins against Mm -hmm. you. So imagine. Are you sure? Yes. What about the time when they couldn't cast out that demon and Jesus had something about? Remember? Did they say increase our faith? I don't think they said it. But I think Jesus said, ye of little faith. Oh, okay, never mind. I don't think he said increase our faith. No, but I, I know he didn't I may say be that. mistaken, but uh, even if there wasn't, it, it's highlighted the, that they say increase our faith. Yeah, because I, they definitely didn't ask. They didn't say, so, okay, yeah. oh, okay, bet, Jesus, we'll do that. They yeah, said, right. give mm-hmm. us the faith to do that because if my brother sins against me seven times, you telling me I need to forgive him forgive seven him, times? right? Mm-hmm. Give me the faith for that because yeah. that's hard. And so I just want to talk about how it is hard to forgive sometimes it is and you need faith for that because honestly you need faith because you're dependent on god to be who he says he is according to his word and you're dependent on him that if you release this anger that you have Mm. you release this forgiveness to someone who may not deserve it you're gonna be okay yeah that could be hard for someone who's been through some things so i want to talk about how you just you need faith for that yeah 
have you had unforgiveness before? Have I had unforgiveness? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't ever really remember you talking about like. It was not like. It was not like. Yeah, I had unforgiveness just with some things that were going on, you know, yeah. with you know family members and stuff like that. And it's not. It's tricky because it's it's not something that I. I'm always in my feelings about, but it is mm. some. Unfor- it was some unforgiveness that was like mm. in my heart that I hadn't released, yeah. and you know I would get angry. But mm. you know my testimony of why I ain't never playing with unforgiveness. We'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I know, later. But, but it wasn't that you. Even before that, it was I never. I never forgave them for what they did. You never gave me that. Yeah, I never had nothing like that, but it was like some resentment yeah, that, okay. that was resentment, housed in my yeah. heart that was I like, agree. Right. Okay. why can't you let this go? Because yeah. it's unforgiveness. Yeah, and yeah. bitterness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I think okay. we're taught that, Yeah. and that's what the world teaches us as like a defense mechanism, but mm-hmm. it goes against everything that God tells us to do. Yeah. Let go of that. Yeah, right, for sure. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, don't go to sleep on your anger because yeah. it gives the fo- a foothold to the devil. Yeah. So... Now you're giving the devil an opportunity to afflict your life because you're holding on to anger. When God says release it before the sun goes down, release it before you go to sleep. Let it go. Yeah. I want to talk about a little bit of like how I dealt with my unforgiveness and how God dealt with me with my unforgiveness. And Mm -hmm. so honestly, let's be honest, I was a little girl. I'm 25 now. And so I feel like when I was dealing with my unforgiveness, I was like 18, 19, probably maybe even 17. Mm-hmm. And so it was years and it was like a, it was like, like maybe two or three years in the making when I finally just like kind of, it kind of all clicked. But um, yeah, God started working with me on my unforgiveness. And it was in such a way that I didn't understand because, you know, I didn't know the scriptures like that then. I didn't understand why it was even important to forgive. But Mm -hmm. I remember me talking to my mom and you encouraging me. And then, like, eventually I ended up talking to my dad. And um, what really helped me with, you know, forgiving them, and not that they did anything specific to me, but just like, you know, I feel like sometimes when we grow up, we resent our parents or we're upset about the way some things looked. Mm-hmm. But or what you would have missed yeah, in the household. Yeah, or and I did have some unforgiveness towards certain people where I was like, I'm, man, if I see you, it's on it's, sight yeah, or something. Yeah. And so um, that came, me forgiving those other people came when I was able to just understand my parents. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. To be able to look at them in more of a compassionate way and not a selfish way, because honestly, I was looking at it in a selfish way. Oh, well, let, let me take a step back. First of all, God showed me, look at how they were raised and not to be mean, but like, look at their circumstances. Look at what they had to go through mm-hmm. when you even came into this world. And so, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It doesn't give them the past. It doesn't mean that it was right. But you have you got to have an and understanding and it's like, OK. And then also I, he also showed me that unforg- uh, forgiveness, it's not for them. It's not say, oh, OK, well, what you did was it was it was fine. And, you know, I'm just going to look past it. It's not that I can still say today some things were wrong and out of pocket and it hurt yes. me. But what 
it did was release me. So that's the that's exactly what I was telling you and you were telling me. Because when you, I told you to talk to your dad, I was like, it's for you. It's not for him. Yeah, but. And then when I had to talk to my dad, you was like, it's, it's not for, for yeah. him, it's for you. So, and what's funny is I told you first and then it took me forever to do. But anyways. And now that's, it's facts though, because, okay. So I had, I had the issues, get- I had the issues with my dad. You know, I felt like some things uh, growing up just never got yeah, uh, confronted clarified, and yeah. clarified and it was just a lot of miscommunication but a lot of anger and resentment in my heart because mm-hmm. I just felt like I was let down in some areas mm-hmm. and so he didn't come to me and say man yeah. I missed it I dropped the ball no. I had to do the opposite and go to him and as a child going to the adult it's backwards I felt like yeah and no, so the yeah. pride I had to mm-hmm. kill my pride, pride too. and God nudged me into doing it and so I did it and it didn't change his behavior. It didn't. It wasn't a. That's a, what I was about to say. A, a hug and a kiss, and everything's good now. Yeah. It was a release, though, because I had this bitterness in my heart and unforgiveness, yeah. honestly. And it was like, as I talked about it, oh, now I see where you're coming from. So, I didn't get what I was looking for as far as a change happened, mm-hmm. but I did get to release how I felt, and now he knows. Yeah. Now he knows, and now. When I look at him, I don't feel resentment. I actually feel compassion and grace because, yeah. hold on, that's what you was going through while you was trying to do these yeah, things. These and, things yeah. and now I don't have that yearning to make him yeah. feel what I was missing. I just have a peace. I really believe it's just an, it's just like a revelation and understanding. And that's what I was about to say. Um, we did all this talking and write. I know you wrote letters and, you know, we wrote stuff down. Yeah. And we did all of this, prepped all ourselves up. And nothing came out of yeah, it. Yeah, but God no, was, he was working nothing. on this stuff. Yeah, I shouldn't have said nothing came out of it, but nothing not changed. What, not what you would have thought. Yeah, okay, now we kumbaya, we best friends, and we're yeah. closer than ever. That's not what happened. Yeah. What happened is we got released from that bondage, from that. Because with unforgiveness comes bitterness. Yes. And then bitterness becomes anger. And now you got this stuff just built up inside of you. And then. You don't even realize it, but it affects your attitude throughout the day, throughout your life, and how you treat other people. And you, why are what you walking around angry for and, and bitter for? It gives a foothold yeah, to the devil, to the and devil, he will yes. feast on it. Yes. I heard our pastor say, anything that you withhold from God, the devil will feast on it. Yeah. And so, for some of y'all who are, you know, you have unforgiveness towards somebody, and it's one thing to give it to God and release it to God, but some of y'all need to have conversations with the person that yeah, hurt you. Not, not for them to change. No, yeah. Not for them to feel bad, but a real stand-up conversation. Like, man, you hurt me, and I forgive you, and this yeah. is why. In order for you to have peace, I really feel like that's a big thing because a lot of us pray and be like, I gave it to God. Mm, but when you see this person, you, you got these emotions. Get. You still got this anger and resentment because you really, oh, you really yeah. never, you're not Dang. at peace with it. Sorry. I just had a moment like, dang, being around people that you did have like unforgiveness towards and like recently being around it, you know when you have released it, when you don't feel tense, when you don't feel, not yet, I'll say tense and you don't feel, like when you leave, you don't feel that bitterness, that, 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 yeah, yeah, you you know. Yeah, and so I can say that you you see a difference because it's like, oh, 
That's just, this is what it is. Not even if you don't discuss it. I shouldn't say you, you shouldn't, you don't have to not discuss it, but you can discuss it and then throw yeah, your hands I, in the air. Because I gave the situation to God with my yeah, dad, uh-huh. but God didn't say, all right, leave it. He said, go, now go to him though. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're still in a relationship and we're still talking, but he don't yeah. know how I feel. Yeah. And he ain't going to stop. And not because he's a bad person. He, yeah. he can't feel what I feel. And this yes. is another thing I want to talk about. Yeah. I remember telling you this. For those who have unforgiveness or have hatred or animosity to someone in their heart, I promise you, they cannot feel the hate that you have for them. Whoever has hurt you, whoever who has done anything to betray you, that anger, that bitterness in your heart, I promise you they can't feel it at night. No, they can't. They cannot feel it. They don't go to work in the middle. They'd be like, oh, I feel this unforgiveness so-and-so got for me. Mm -hmm. Let me call them. They're not losing sleep because of how they hurt you and not because they don't feel bad they literally cannot feel the hate and the animosity in your yeah, heart you so can't. you you have that bottled up in your heart and it's killing you yes it ain't killing the enemy and that's that's, that's one the of the biggest loves, tactics of the yes. enemy i used to have unforgiveness and i used to be mad at somebody and oh all these man i can i swear I'm, and all this in my heart mm. and they don't feel it yeah i'm the one that feels it I'm the one losing sleep. I'm the one. Uh, I'm in the middle of my bit, my day, and I'm thinking about this person, and they're not thinking about me. And mm-hmm. it's just a the devil's good at manipulating yes. situations and making us feel like our unforgiveness is valid, and you know we doing something with this hate in our heart, and yeah. you're not doing nothing. Yeah, not. And also, I know you mentioned like you know some of us need to have those conversations, but there are going to be. People that you, you know, you necessarily can't talk to. And that's okay. Yeah. Talk with it to somebody that you can trust. I think that's good. Or write it down, you know, because you're not going to be able to talk to. But if you can have a conversation, don't worry about how the conversation. I know I shouldn't say this, but don't worry about how the conversation is going to go. But if you're able to and you're still and it's not a toxic type of thing. And, you know, like, for for instance, I'm going to use my dad, for example. I'm not, we're not beefing. We're not in a toxic relationship. He's not abusive verbally with his words or physically abusive. And it's like, no, we're not super duper close where we talk every single day. And you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, We're not like deep into our relationship, but he's available for me to say, hey, I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. If you have that opportunity don't think about how the conversation's going to go. Really just think about what is it that you want to say and what is it that you want to get off your chest. Even if the conver- even if you do start having a conversation and it doesn't go well, you can't say that you at least tried. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know some people can't really have that conversation. And so the advice that I would recommend is, number one, just really being praying about it. Ask God to give you faith because like, the, the apostles, yeah. they had to ask for faith. It takes faith. God, give me faith and show me what it looks like to forgive. Um, you know, if you can't talk to the person or, you know, you might not necessarily want to because of many reasons. And that's okay. Everybody's um, release of unforgiveness looks different. But it, number one, everybody, it looks different. The process looks different. But everybody will all ultimately do the same thing it's it's just a choice you don't make a choice okay i forget this person yeah definitely definitely it's people that can't have that conversation like obviously if somebody you know 
Is it touches, abusive? Touches yeah. you, abuses you. You're not going to want to be like, hey, man, let's sit down and get lunch. Yeah. You know, it's people. But I'm or saying some, that for the, yeah. the people that's, you know, they going to church together. Yeah, they having Thanksgiving right. together. Yeah. You might but you know, you know you've been having this unforgiveness for years and you just won't sit down with yeah, you your own like sibling, them. your yeah. own parents, your own, you know, significant other and had that conversation it's gonna be tough mm -hmm. and I, my best advice is to go in if you have that tough conversation don't go in expecting you to say you know i forgive you i'm releasing this and then they'll be like great hug it out and they <laughs> yeah. gonna change they might be like i they ain't, might, they I might be like i ain't do nothing to you you tripping <laughs> yes. so it's for you yeah but my biggest thing for you that's listening the word of god is clear mm -hmm. forgiveness is not optional mm -mm. It's not something that is sexy. It's not something we like to do, but it's not optional. Mm -hmm. And so I want to read to you what God says, because this is this trumps everything yeah, and all your emotions. Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and emotions. This is Matthew chapter six, verses 14, mm -hmm. 14 through 15 in the message version. It says in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. Mm. You can't get forgiveness from God for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Mm. What is God's part? God's part is that he sent his son to die and atone for your sins. There is no forgiveness if you don't forgive. And if you don't have forgiveness, how can you receive the gift of eternal life that Jesus has brought to you? It's not optional. It says, if you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part and you refusing to do your part means that it's a choice to refuse. Mm -hmm. So people are holding on to this unforgiveness and making a clear choice that I'm not going to forgive this person because I hate them or I hate. I want to feel this. hate. I want them to feel this or, you know, I just can't let this go. And I'm trying to tell you, nobody's sin and nobody's betrayal against you is worth your salvation. It's worth yeah. your it's worth your ticket to heaven. Your eternity. Yeah. And. It's that simple. And, um, you know, I want to share a little bit about my testimony and why I'm never going to ever play with unforgiveness. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, when I had my deliverance, and I don't know, for those of y'all who may not know what deliverance is or may not believe, it's real. And I'm going to just tell you my testimony about a demon that spoke inside me. I can't make this up. I'm sitting there at the altar. This man of God is telling this demon to come out. <laughs> And this demon starts speaking. I hear this voice inside of me speaking that, that ain't me. And I'm like, what is going on? And I understand now why the demon has this attachment. And the first thing the Holy Spirit puts in my mind is forgive. Forget why the demon is in there, how it got in there, who yeah. did what to you. Forgive them right now. And as I'm going through this prayer and I'm forgiving and I'm trying to say I forgive, this demon starts choking me. I'm literally choking myself, rolling on the floor like coughing, hacking, can't even say what I want to say and say that I forgive this person. And when I finally get the strength to say I forgive this person, this demon leaves and I instantly let out this scream. And it's the, the loudest scream ever. And I just start bawling, crying. And I'm, I felt this the peace of God over me. It was overwhelming. I just cried like a baby for like five minutes. And God showed me, I thank God for this, because he showed me just how powerful the F word is all I said was I forgive. It didn't matter to me. I was so desperate and so eager to get free from this thing. I didn't care what happened. 
I still don't care what happened. <laughs> we be joking, like, man, can you I believe that? Know. That's crazy. But we ain't like, can you believe this? And this? Yeah, man, forget, I forgive you. It, yeah. I forgive you because you're not worth that that stronghold, that foothold to the enemy that can enter your life with unforgiveness. But when I said that F word, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's that powerful to break strongholds and to break demonic attachment and to change your life and release that. And I can live in freedom. Yeah. But so many people that are Christians are scared to say the F word, but you don't understand how powerful it is Mm -hmm. for the enemy. Yes. One of the biggest reasons people cannot get delivered and set free from demonic oppression is what? They won't forgive. A legal right through unforgiveness because you're making a choice not to forgive. Yes. It's that powerful. And you don't get to choose what comes in. And so. Yeah. When you start having that unforgiveness, like I said, it creates that bitterness, that anger, and all of this is sin. And so you have the open door to the enemy. And so he, you have the open, you're you're not open to the enemy. He has the legal right to send whatever he wants into you because you've opened that door f- for him through this unforgiveness. And so what I've heard and what I've seen based off testimonies, um, a lot a lot of oppression that comes in from unforgiveness is sickness, infirmity, mm-hmm. cancer, and um, that type of stuff. And um, good people, but man, I'm I'm diagnosed with cancer. But you you had unforgiveness since you was twelve. Yeah, and so it like kills you and spiritually. Look, look, the enemy is he doesn't ever stop. No. So he's not just gonna enter. Through the unforgiveness. He's mm-hmm. going to come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's going to try oh, yeah. to take everything with him. So, yeah, <coughs> I got in through this unforgiveness. But let me see what else I can get. Oh, yeah. Sickness, mm-hmm. depression, yeah. frustration, So now you're mad addiction. at God, too. Yeah. And he knows the biggest thing because he knows the word better than you. Yeah. I got point. your salvation. Mm-hmm. You, you, I got your soul now because mm-hmm. now you won't release this unforgiveness. I'm going to waste all the time you have. Mm-hmm. Until that t- that time, you never know when it is yours. Oh he, yeah, and he's gonna try to kill you. And then you That's looking at the God like you looking at God like, man, what's going on, Lord? And God's like, read the word. How you gonna yeah. forgive? If you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. That's why it's very important to read your Bible because a lot of us we're going through stuff, we're facing stuff, but we believe in God, and um, you know, some of us may say we know Him, but you don't really read and understand like. A lot of your problems can be avoided if you just simply read and read with the Holy Spirit and let him start to work in you. Because mm-hmm. that could be just one simple. I feel like it's just so simple. It might be hard for some people. And I under, that's all I was saying. I understand at a point in time in my life, it felt hard. But I ended up just coming to grips with it. And then once you have that understanding of, man, it's really for me. I feel so much better. And you start looking at other people like, man, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Man, look at what they went through. You not. I worth... went through something too. Yeah. So and you not worth. Who am I to say? You should have did it this way. Or it needs to. You need to treat me like this. <clears throat> that's not my job. So I forgive you because that's what you're going through. That's what happened. We can't redo it. And if you don't say sorry, I, oh well. But. I forgive you because, man. You're not worth. You're mm-hmm. not worth. And not because you're not worth anything, but yeah. you're not worth ruining my day. Let me tell you what just happened when we was at Kroger. <coughs> I didn't even tell you this. <laughs> what happened? Forgave this man. <laughs> I'm walking. 
I'm walking in Kroger. I got the cart. We, I'm going straight. I'm in the aisle, and he's going to the edge of the aisle, and then we almost bump into each other. Mm-hmm. I said, excuse me. He said, he mumbled on his breath, but I was so close to him, I could hear exactly what he said. He said, watch where you're going. He tried to mumble it to himself. I said, what'd you say? He said, and then he started laughing. He was and tried to play it off. He was like, I said, watch where you're going. And kind of smiled, but he really didn't want to, you know, fold because I said, what you say? So he wanted to say it back, but he tried to make it, you know, in a nicer way. And at that moment, I literally smiled and I walked away and I'm like, he just mad today. But I'm saying the old me what what you when mm-hmm. you would have been mad about it come out the car you man what you man you see what he tried to and he he don't know what that would have like, been the first thing you talked about as soon as you got home it's like okay you having <laughs> a bad day you're not worth it mm-hmm. and what i'm starting to realize is god tests us and the enemy i feel like tests us too yeah. by sending us people to wrong us to hurt us to do anything mm-hmm. to rile us up to get us frustrated cuz he wants that foothold of anger to come conflict, um, come afflict what he wants in our day and yeah, ruin our for day. Sure, yeah. Especially while you fasting. Yeah, definitely while you fasting. I got a lot of warfare while we fasting. Yeah. Like just random stuff. People in traffic yeah. flick you off or cut yeah. you off. And it's like But you had two good weeks of traffic. Yeah. I mean driving. And, and stuff, it's like you want to snap back off. And he's like, oh shoot, I'm fasting. I'm fasting I ain't yeah. even about to waste my time with you. Yeah. This is a test. That's what I've started yeah, to realize. I realized that too. As you know, we start fat. We start fasting like, I mean, like all the time. Yeah. The enemy's going. It stuff just pops off when you start fasting. Mm-hmm. And so, don't be alarmed, or don't be. And, and if you are a heavy faster and you're confused about that, because at, at one point I was like, man, what's going on? That is exactly what's going on. Either God is testing you, or the devil is trying to ruin your fast. Yeah. So yeah. But that's good because I had a, uh, this was a really long time ago, but I had a moment in the grocery store pulling up. And I didn't cuss him out or anything, but I was definitely very aggressive. Remember that one time? And the Holy Spirit was like, go apologize. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, nope, I'm not going to apologize unless I see him. Seen him in the aisle, (laughs) seen him in the aisle. And then I finally was like, you know what? Hey, I just want to say I'm sorry for back out there. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, it's okay. He was like, it's okay. He was like, no, no, it's okay. And that he, I didn't see him. He didn't even check out or nothing because this was the Kroger and Allen. Mm-hmm. And so it's really small. Yeah. And so I was like still kind of looking around. Disappeared. Remember I said that? Mm-hmm. And, and when I, I got out, when I went to the car, because I mean like I said, I said, you know, I'm sorry or whatever. And I think I was on my way to the checkout line. Mm-hmm. And didn't see him. The car was gone, gone, everything. So I was like, hold on, wait. Was I being tested? Yes. It felt like I was. But yeah, that was crazy. Absolutely. So yeah. That Mm -hmm. was a test. Just to see if you're going to do it. And then, like, why not go do it? I'm starting to realize, why not just go release that forgiveness? It's literally that simple. Mm -hmm. Man, it ain't worth it. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I forgive you. You might be having a bad day. And when you start looking at it from the lens of, like, man, people be going through stuff. Yeah, right. And so... Uh Don't always look at the flesh and the person, but look at the spirit behind it. Yes. Why do you want me upset? Most of the time, you need to do something important. You might be fasting. You might be uh, trying to have a great day. And it's like something wants to come get you riled up and aggressive and angry. And it's like, you ain't about to ruin. The enemy definitely knows what's of God and what's not. And so... Still kill and destroy. That's the plan. I'm about to forgive you right now. I'm about to release this forgiveness. Yeah. And so 
Um, I want to pivot now because I want to talk about something that bothers me in the church. And I think a lot of people need help with this as far as what does forgiveness look like? Mm-hmm. Because I think in, oh, in, okay. the, in the Christian community, forgiveness gets manipulated. Very, very. Because, very, yeah, yes. forgiveness is mandatory. But I think people take advantage of that, that are manipulative and they're like, well, you need to forgive me. The word says forgive me. Mm-hmm. I get to do whatever, and you need to keep forgiving me. Mm-hmm. Or and let's just pass it forgive up. me, and then it's supposed to go back to normal. To normal, yeah. or we you supposed to just forget about all that? What do you yes. say about that? Like, how do you feel about that? And what okay. would you say to someone? And so, how we've started this conversation, forgiveness is for you, and so you might find yourself. Um in this like relationship with somebody and, and it doesn't have to be intimate it could be a family member uh, a friend whatever a co-worker and you might find yourself being um getting manipulated like okay well can you just forgive me i'm sorry you might get that <clears throat> but they haven't changed mm-hmm. they still treat you the same way um and sometimes before you know you sometimes you do want to give somebody another chance and i feel like that's okay you know, sometimes you might not, might need to learn the lesson and you don't see it yet. And sometimes, you know, you just don't see it yet. And so, like, let's just say they're like, just forgive me because they want to be friends again or they want they want the relationship to be repaired again. Yeah. But they're still treating you the same way from whatever impaired the relationship. They haven't changed. And you just feel like, man, this relationship isn't healthy. It doesn't benefit me. It brings me down. It makes me want to keep unforgiving you. You don't have to talk to them. Yeah. You don't have to associate with them. You don't have to do anything so with them. So where the disconnect I believe people have is that people think that's unforgiveness because no, you're choosing it's not. you're choosing to see the pattern in the relationship and then take a pivot. So what do you so I want to the listeners to hear that just because you forgive doesn't mean you go back to the same mess. No, especially and, if it's toxic. Yes. <clears throat> That's like Tiffany had a good point and um I think she was talking yeah, she was talking I don't know if she's talking about unforgiveness. I don't know. But she was just like, if a house is burning down, mm-hmm. you don't stay in the house that's on fire. You can leave that house. And so look at the house as a a relationship. Every time you're together, every time y'all talk, every time something you we don't know what it is you know it's so that relationships are so dynamic but like it's burning (laughs) it's on flames you're not help happy they're not happy you always got something to say you always feeling if you feel after you're apart and you feel burdened burdensome you feel vexed you feel irritated you just feel maybe even depressed and just like burnt out to me, that is a not healthy at all. I see that a lot on the holidays, and that bothers me the most because it's like, <coughs> like me. I feel like everybody has a family where it's like, we get together for the holidays, we smile, and it's like, you know people got friction. They work and they, man, yeah. I don't want so-and-so to come over because they yeah. always, and always, but then when we see them, we smile, and we just go through the motions with these relationships yeah, and just for the it. sake of it, but it's really toxic. And yeah, you can forgive them, but why don't we move forward and you know what? You stay over there, I stay over here, here. and there's nothing wrong with that. And so, um, yeah, forgiveness doesn't. I gotta. I can I preach? Go ahead. The Bible says, 
Like a dog returns to its own vomit, so does a fool return to its own foolishness. Some of y'all are in relationships that are so toxic, you'd be a fool to continue to go mm-hmm. deeper in them. Like when God shows you who a person is, yeah. believe him. And mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing for Christians to do yeah. because it may be somebody that you've always, you know, grew up around or it might be someone you love dearly and it might be someone that you know you're close to but when god shows you who they are and there's a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. that consistently lines up that's not good for you and that's not good period you need to get out of that especially when you know and so i want to just talk about how you know with joseph's story he forgave his brothers but let's not get it twisted they wasn't cool so his brothers sold him into slavery they tried to kill him but they didn't end up doing it. They sold him into slavery. Years go by and Joseph sees them and he forgives them. And he he welcomed them. He was in position and he gave them food. They were in need. He gave them shelter. He gave them a land. But let's not get it twisted. Joseph was in the palace. His family was in Goshen. Mm-hmm. They in a whole nother city. Yeah. I know they weren't super close because when Joseph's father died, and they buried him. Mm-hmm. All the other brothers got together and they huddled up and said, let's go tell Joseph that we made a pact with. Um, yeah, because they thought he was going to kill him. Yeah, too. they made a pact and said, our father said, don't do us any harm. Yeah. Because they were conspiring amongst themselves like, dang, now that dad is gone, yeah, he, Joseph might really still right. hate us for why would you what we that? did. Yeah. So that shows me they were forgiven, yeah. but they weren't cool. Yeah, like now it's not like, oh man, Joseph, he wouldn't. We are at the palace every day. Yeah. We chilling, yeah. They, he, they had anxiety, like, hold yeah, up, wait. dang, dad has died. Mm-hmm. Joseph probably really held back because he loves dad, but now that he's out the picture, <clears throat> let's yeah. make sure he don't do us dirty for what we did yeah, to him. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so let's look at it from this standpoint. They tried to kill him. Yeah. They ruined this man's life. Yeah, he's a yeah. God changed him and did a work on him. He'll but never forget that. He can't forget that. Yeah. And so I'm saying, don't return to a relationship where someone is willingly manipulating you and you giving them grace and you continue to uh, try to see the best in them and they continue to do the same pattern. They they have no fruit that's yielding anything positive. Don't go back to that for the sake of forgiveness and don't let nobody manipulate you and yeah. say, oh, you haven't forgiven because you've walked away. Yeah, no. Forgiveness is a requirement, but we don't have to forgive and be passive and be abused. Yeah, that's no. not what Jesus is telling us to do. No, so don't all. let people that are religious or don't let people manipulate the word and tell or, you or have authority over you. Oh, you you gotta forgive. So forgive me. Let's go back to normal. Yeah, I get to hurt you. 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 Yeah, forgive me. Okay. Forgive me. Forgive yeah. me. I'll forgive you, but you ain't about to keep smacking me upside my yeah, head. That's not fair. Before I have enough sense to walk away. Yeah. And That's so not okay. I like that story just because Joseph, you know, he he helped give them food. Yeah. He gave their kids a land to live mm-hmm. in. He provided. But don't get it twisted. I'm over here in another city. Y'all do y'all thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all did try to kill me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's powerful because it's like, man, I think a lot of people are manipulated with that in the church because yeah, it's like, I've seen that a lot. if you forgive, you need to just be passive and submit. Yeah, I've watched some stories where... Uh, people were like, man, I finally stopped talking to my mom. And, um, you know, I've forgiven her, but I got to cut this relationship 
off. Gotta cut it off. But they just talked about how they feel so free. And it's like, man, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. And then just, you know, like going through all the comments and stuff, people were like, you know, I did this. And, man, my life has changed. If it's that bad where you said, man, my life has changed, things are different now, I'm I'm advancing in certain areas, you definitely, it's not healthy. You've got to stay relationship into i don't care how much you love the person i don't care who they are to you what their title is you guys gotta it has to be right it has to be fair it has to be just they don't get to and you don't get to treat each other however and think it's okay another thing is we're staying in these relationships because we think okay well we need to honor this relationship Mm -hmm. because sometimes it is family members oh that's just my cousin that's my aunt that's my mom my grandma or whoever my auntie whoever it really doesn't matter but we honor them because of their authority you know some of them are older and more knowledgeable in certain areas and so we you know we just give them honor because of their age and sometimes i do believe um Age has a certain level of respect, but Mm -hmm. at some point it's like right is right and wrong is wrong. And so, um, yeah, just because, you know, they have this authority and, you know, all they they've been around for years. If the relationship isn't right, you just you need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Gotta let it go, especially if, you know, especially if you have that feeling the Holy Spirit has nudged you. It's okay to say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Or you can start by just saying, hey, addressing what's wrong. Hey, this is how I'm feeling, X, Y, and Z, and try to work it out. And if nothing changes, like, don't expect somebody to change overnight, of course. But if you don't see any change with in progress after investing into it, it's okay not to talk to them. And that is your way of saying Hey, I tried. I let you know. Or even if you didn't try, but you just like, okay, this is unhealthy. That doesn't mean you're walking in unforgiveness because honestly, I see this a lot. You, we're staying in these relationships because of um, titles, how long they've been in your life, and uh, you know who they are. And but I say, you're, but I, you're in. Hold on, let me finish this. But you're actually in unforgiveness. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's my auntie. I, you know, I love her so much, but you got this bitterness and this anger towards her because of how she treats you every time she comes over. It's hard to get out of that unforgiveness against her or whoever if you're still in the same cycle. Because it's a, it's a scab. <laughs> yeah, they're going to keep... They, and every time they come around, they keep peeling it off, keep, keep peeling, peeling it off. off and then you keep yeah. saying it's healed, and every time they just keep peeling it off. And for the sake of the title, and yeah. I believe it's a lot of guilt because... A lot of our households we come from, how dare you not talk to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. That's your whatever. That's your mother. They That's your grandmother. They, you. they raised yeah. you. But at the same time, at some point, you have to get to a point where you're confident in yourself mm-hmm. and in your walk and say, man, hold on. You might have raised me. You might have took care but of me. But you don't get to treat me. But you don't get me. to treat me yeah. any type of way and keep doing it. And yeah. so and you don't the get best, to ruin my life. The best apology is change behavior. Yes. If I keep cheating on you mm-hmm. and keep cheating on you, and yeah. how many times do I say sorry before you say, man, I can't be with you? Yeah. For, but but I believe the church, people manipulate us because we become passive but for the sake and of Jesus obeying forgives. the word. And yeah. what would Jesus do? People, use, people have used this with me all the time. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Honor your mother and father. Mm-hmm. You don't have the, no, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. 
it ain't dishonored because I'm obeying what God has put in my spirit. Mm -hmm. It ain't disobeying and it ain't, ain't dishonored because I'm seeing your fruit and it ain't lining up with what I want in my life. And so I think a lot of people, yeah, people are manipulated that. and we have guilt because it's like. And first of all, honor doesn't mean I need to talk to you every day and you need to keep ruining my life or nah. making me unhappy or doing manipulative things. Nah. Honor is I can hold your name to a, a high standard based off of the relationship. Yeah. And not they're not gossiping about you and speaking negatively and un and speaking falsely. Yeah. And I a, think and, that's honor. And a lot of people I feel like are in this these scenarios where it is toxic. They they have some anger, animosity and some bitterness and they want to release it, but we're still in the yeah, you're still like you said, it. it's yeah. it's hard to excuse me, forgive and release that anger and animosity mm -hmm. you have when you still seeing this person and and dealing with the them on the same thing. on the yeah. daily basis. And so if you have someone that's consistently apologizing but not changing their behavior, that's not an apology. Yeah. That's manipulation. Yeah, that is. I'm just going to keep saying sorry and doing the same thing and not changing and yeah. disregarding how you feel. Mm -hmm. That's not a relationship worthy of being in. Yeah. And so whatever your title is, I don't care if it's your pastor, yeah, whoever sure. it is, they you have to have a, a backbone and a spine that says, hold on, you're not going to do this to me. Because that's not what love is. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus died. He didn't die and tell us to do, <laughs> to just be manipulated and be pushovers. Jesus wasn't a pushover. He wasn't passive. He says forgive, but for your sake. Mm -hmm. It's not unforgiveness to say, you know what? I'm not going to have any hard feelings towards you, but I am going to pull a Joseph in. Mm -hmm. You're going to be over here. I'm going to be over here for the sake of my peace. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a healthy boundary. We need to start having healthy boundaries as Christians. Yes. And, you know, have a backbone. Hey, I'm not going to go into that. I'm yeah. not going to dive into that. Yeah, I think forgiveness. That's why I said everybody's process looks different. Number one, for all of us, it's just going to be a choice. It's yeah. just a choice. You make that choice. But, you know, it might be harder for some other people. And since we're on the topic, one of the reasons why it might be hard is because you're still around that person and those things are still happening. And so... um we might need to take some necessary steps in order to fulfill and be in freedom with our forgiveness towards that person. And mm -hmm. so that is one of the ways it might look like, you know, you don't talk to that person and you cut the relationship off. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I want to jump into something else because a lot of people are praying and they're believing God to do stuff or they're just believing. They're just praying in general. But your prayers not are without not without that F word. Your prayers are not being answered and You gotta forgive. And then not even just about your prayers, but God's work in your life isn't being done. And this is what the scripture says, because you haven't forgiven. And that's a Mark eleven twenty five. You, you wanna, wanna read, read it? Mm hmm It's at the bottom. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. And then Hold I on. read another. It said whenever. Mm -hmm. Whenever you whenever pray. Whenever you pray. Mm -hmm. Morning, noon, night, afternoon. Whenever you pray. Forgive. If you have unforgiveness towards somebody, mm -hmm. forgive them. It's a requirement. It's a it's necessity. A requirement. Uh, here's Matthew 6, 14, 15. For if you forgive others 
their trash their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses and i know that's the same thing but in different words but it just goes to show your prayers and your god's will for your life can be hindered because of your unforgiveness yeah i mean like we already started it off with unforgiveness doesn't get you into heaven and it's impossible to get in heaven with unforgiveness. So if that's just clear right there, think about your life and the things that God wants to do here on earth. Yeah. And you got unforgiveness. If he's saying, oh, it's a gate here before you get to heaven because of your unforgiveness, what do you think he's saying and thinking when you're praying with unforgiveness? I want to bless you with but marriage. Man, I want to yeah. bless you with children. I want to bless you with, uh, you know. Mm-hmm showing his glory through your life mm -hmm. i want to do all types of works in your life but you got this unforgiveness and it's not that he don't want to move he yeah, can't he can't you're blocking him. Mm -hmm. and um it i want to talk about this word. parable i'm glad you read that but i want to talk about this parable because it sums up pretty much what god the father has done for us it's about i forget where it is you can look it up um it's this king one of his servants owes him money mm -hmm. and he can't pay it back mm -hmm. So he says, I'll write it off and I'll, you know, you don't have to pay me this money. The servant who owes the money goes out and he, somebody owes him money. He goes to everybody that owes him money and says, pay up right now or it's going to be a problem. And then the king hears about it and he calls the man and says, didn't I let you off the hook for what you owe me? Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah. And he's like, so why don't you have the same grace? How dare you not have the same grace for those that owe you money when you mm -hmm. owe me money? And so he rebuked him. And so it's the same thing. The father, God, the father is in heaven. Like, all right, now I done sent my son to die for your sins. Y'all didn't even want this. Mm -hmm. Y'all hated me. Y'all killed my son. Y'all weren't worthy of the sacrifice. And he, he died for your sins and mm -hmm. you weren't worthy. Now, how dare you withhold forgiveness from somebody when I never withheld it from you? Yeah. That's exactly what this is in a nutshell. Yeah. So when you hold on to unforgiveness and make the choice because it's a choice it is a choice you're really saying you're spitting in the face of what jesus did for you yeah for real. that you balling it up and throwing it in the trash like yeah I, I know what jesus did for me but you don't know what this person did yeah they owe me they they did this and so i believe that parable is powerful because it's like how you gonna charge people mm -hmm. when you weren't charged yeah right so yeah that's all for unforgiveness is yeah Yep, it is. And so... Lack of grace. Yeah. To summarize it all up, I would say unforgiveness, it hinders you. It hinders you spiritually, mentally, physically. It hinders your life in so many areas. And I've seen it in my own life. So I have a testimony about it. And um, it, it creates a, a negative thinking, negative patterns. Um, for me, it created a bad attitude, just angry and bitter and, you know, cause you're holding on to something and yeah, it's not physical, but it's spiritual and that, ha that holds more weight than the physical. And so you're walking around and you just, what you mad for? Cause mm -hmm. you got something built up and you never let it out. Mm -hmm. And so when you do forgive, it's like you release it. And so. All around unforgiveness is just it's it's unhealthy. Yeah. It open it's a 
door opener it's a legal right for the enemy and so that's another thing it's like man do you really want to live the rest of your life being tormented by the devil and i know those are some strong words because people think oh demonic oppression and torment like i'm having i'm the devil's coming after me no he's very crafty he's manipulative and it doesn't look like the words i just spoke it looks like now you're sick and or you can't keep a relationship or whatever that door open mm -hmm. demonically but yeah and so and then the biggest one of all your eternity your your blessings here on earth your life here on earth it keeps you out of your purpose your afterlife man it, yeah like, your eternity think about it whoever hurt you do you think they're worthy of you missing out on heaven mm -mm. like think just think about it like that i don't care what anybody's done to you mm-hmm that unforgiveness can stop you from being forgiven. And if you're not forgiven, how do you have atonement for your sins? How do you have grace for your sins when you've fallen short? Yeah. It's a requirement. Yeah. And I want to, um, I'll start reloading. I want to kind of, uh, this just came to me. The meaning of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. The definition. So unwilling or unable to forgive, having or making no allowance for error or weakness. That's good. Let me see what this other one says. Unforgiveness is a state of emotional and mental distress that results from a delayed response of forgiving an offender. It is characterized by indignation, bitterness, and a demand for punishment or restitution. That was really good. And so... I just want to highlight what unforgiveness is because some people might not think they are being unforgiving towards a person. Mm -hmm. Even if it was just somebody in in traffic and you'll never forget their face, but if you saw them again, it's on sight. Mm -hmm. That is unforgiveness. And so, yeah, I just wanted to highlight the definition of unforgiveness because if that resonates with you in any way, you need to forgive. Okay, so can I ask you this, and we can kind of wrap up here. What does it look like for a person that, how do you know when you've forgiven a person? Because I think people think because you've forgiven someone, you're not upset anymore. Yeah. You don't feel the pain or the betrayal or the heartbreak. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does forgiveness look like? tangibly in your life like how do you know when you've forgiven someone and so for me how i know i've forgiven someone is when i've had compassion but compassion and grace and not so much compassion and grace where it was like oh what they did was okay no it's like it's still if i replay what somebody did to me to make to make me even feel that unforgiveness toward them now when i think about it my mind and my feelings still say that was wrong. Whereas my mind and my feelings then said, nah, that was messed up. They this, this, and this, and I ain't forgiving them. And, and I start getting bitter and I start getting, and I want uh, revenge and X, Y, and Z. Now it's more of like grace. Man, it was messed up, but I can understand why they did that. Mm -hmm. Was it right? No. But I forgive you because I, I just come to a place of understanding. And honestly, I feel bad for you. And so God even says, pray for your enemies. I pray for you. I pray that you get that help. 
that rapist, I pray that he gets help. I pray that, or she, because it's not just he's, they, I pray that they get help. Mm -hmm. Was it right that what they did to the person? Not at all. Not No way are we justifying what people have done to us at all. But I'm saying, I'm letting this go. I forgive you because I can't hold on. Because another thing, it's for you. If you understand that one, instead of, you know, making it all about the person, oh, well, they were just, you know, because sometimes that's like, man, how how long are we going to keep pacifying people? It's really not even about them at all. So even if you don't understand them, you can't, maybe you can't wrap your mind around why somebody would rape somebody. That's a hard, that's tough. Mm-hmm. But do it for you. Okay, I'm set free. I'm not walking around with this secret. I'm not walking around in this bondage. I'm not walking around with anxiety and depression and fear. I'm set free. This happened to me. I forgive that person. I'm just, I'm let go from this. I gave it to God and he's, he's giving me that freedom. He's giving me that peace. He's giving me that healing. There's another thing that comes with it. You get healed from it. And so that anger and bitterness that I was holding on to, I don't feel that anymore because God has like put his finger on it. It's yeah. it's a spiritual thing, so I can't really explain it, but it's gone because it's like he did something supernatural. It's like I forgave. I don't feel that stuff anymore. And I think that's what people deserve. And so in order to obtain that, I feel like you should forgive no matter what have, what has happened to you. So because you deserve freedom, you deserve feeling. You, I mean, uh, I said feeling. <laughs> you deserve healing, and you deserve happiness, and to feel whole. You, you don't deserve to walk around like that. Yeah. And that's what God wants. Yeah. He does want that. He doesn't want you hurting and in pain, and living your and life holding on to something. Yeah, He doesn't want that. So for me, um, like what it looks like tangibly to forgive someone, and how you know you forgive someone, um, the feeling might not go away. Like, for instance, we have traumatic experiences and we have betrayals and we have heartbreaks where you may still feel it. And I believe that's okay. I don't think it's unforgiveness if you're still feeling it. So where that thin line comes is as you begin to reflect on the things that have happened and how people have hurt you. Mm -hmm. I think when it riles you up and you start playing it in your mind and then it builds up a frustration and you keep harping on it harping on it harping Mm -hmm. on it i believe there's still unforgiveness there because you still haven't released it and so the bible gives us permission to be angry Mm -hmm. it says be angry sin not i think where the sin comes in is where we still have some some uh clinging on to the hatred mm-hmm. and the frustration. And yeah, to those I can't believe emotions. they would do this to me. And yeah. we still cling to that and don't give it all to God. I think that's mm-hmm. where the sin comes in. Because yeah. then it turns into bitterness. Mm-hmm. It turns into resentment. It mm-hmm. turns into hatred. And it's, it's it's your heart is wicked. And it's slick. Yeah. And you'll have unforgiveness in your heart and not even realize it. Yeah. And it'll be in there taking root in your heart. Mm-hmm. And your heart will be dying. And you won't even realize it. Yep. And so it's really a thin line but i think where it looks as far as how do i know i've forgiven a person you can reflect on what happened and have a peace mm-hmm. yeah. and not a peace where it's like oh i'm glad that i'm cool with that happening it's like yeah man i can't believe they did that man that hurt me but i give cool. it to god but and I so am cool. and, and yeah. where that animosity will come in that's like you said it goes into prayer 
Mm. Man, Lord, I bless, I bless them. I uplift them right now. Mm -hmm. Lord, man, they hurt me. They betrayed me. They did this. They offended mm -hmm. me. Lord, I forgive them. Help me forgive them. I pray that you forgive them, Lord. And yeah. you just pray for them. And it doesn't have to, you don't got to go heavy into intercession for them. But, you know, you can <laughs> lift up a prayer. Mm -hmm. And I like to do that just, just so God can see, like, Lord, I'm trying. Yeah. Like, this ain't no fake casual prayer. I'm really trying to do this because let it not be any for unforgiveness in my heart. Because mm -hmm. how could I offend you like that when you forgave me and I didn't want, I didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give that same grace. But. I think what it looks like, how I know I've forgiven someone is like, man, I could talk about what happened, but I ain't about to lose sleep. I yeah, ain't about to be to pacing around the house. I ain't about to be festered up with a bunch of anger. Yeah, the thoughts and, are replaying and my, yeah. my blood is boiling. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's how I know. Um, yeah, I think that's a good one as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. so Where you can talk about it and then just be like, I'm cool. Yeah. Afterwards. And you can still feel anger. As far as, man, I'm, that did upset me. I think it's a thin line. That upset me. And be honest about how you feel. Man, that upset me that they did that. But the anger that I'm saying that's not good is you getting upset mm -hmm. at what happened after you reflecting on man, it. And now you, yeah. now you riled up and now you feeling these emotions. I feel like it's still some unforgiveness there. But, you know, it is valid to be like, man, this person hurt me. That upset me. Yeah. And I, and I think that's valid. So... Uh, yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about about unforgiveness? I think we covered a multitude of things on unforgiveness, and I think the biggest one is, you know, your eternity and your and God's will for you being done on earth. It's hard for Him to, you know, move in your life with unforgiveness. It's hard for your blessings to come, and you're walking in unforgiveness, and it's hard for you to get into heaven with unforgiveness and just remember the story that I talked about with that pastor that was a real experience that he had because he can't stop talking about it I mean like he became a preacher got set on fire you can see the fruit and man I that was his hell story and no not everybody has this hell story but God revealed to him he was on his way to hell because he had unforgiveness. And he thought he was just this good person. Like, man, Lord, where did I go wrong? Mm -hmm. Oh, you got unforgiveness. On his way to hell. And so I think that's another one. It's like. Is anything that happened to you worth that? No. Another thing is, is like walking in unforgiveness, you don't get God's peace and his love. And that love surpasses anything the love of your mother, father, your husband is because it's such a unique type of love. And so when you bitter and angry, you're blocking that. You can't feel his love. You can't because, number one, you're not understanding because if you understood his love, you would understood the whole story and the reason why Jesus came and died for us. You wouldn't even have no question. Oh, I forgive everybody. And so now that you do have this unforgiveness, you're blocking that love and that peace. And so that's what I was talking about, that healing and that freedom, what that comes when you do forgive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that's the main points right there. Yeah. And so I just want to leave whoever's listening with this. If you find yourself feeling convicted, if you find yourself, you know, reflecting after you hear this saying, man, I'm, I might need to release some unforgiveness, I mean, release some forgiveness towards this person. Uh, but I don't know where to start. 
Mm-hmm. I say it starts exactly where you are, whether you're in your car, your house, your bed, anywhere. You don't have to hit your knees. Um, you don't have to be in a deep prayer. You can literally call out to God and say, Lord, help me with this. Just like the apostle said, Lord, give us faith. Man, Lord, I, I don't want to forgive. Be honest with yourself. I don't want to forgive. It's hard for me to forgive. Lord, I don't understand why I should forgive. Now, don't abuse it because it is um, just a choice. And, and But some people are in their walk where it's like, man, you don't know what they did to me. You you, it's hard for me to understand, understand forgiveness. That. And I think that's where the apostles were coming from. Lord, give us the faith for that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're struggling with that, call out to God. And, and this is where the relationship comes in. Be honest with him. Yeah, he's, he's your God and he cares about your needs and your desires and say, man, Lord, I want to be obedient to your will and to your word. I want to release forgiveness. I, I don't want this in my heart. Help me Yeah, and cry out to him. I, I truly believe that if you're honest with him, he will come to you and teach you and show you why it is important and how to forgive. But um, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Say their name. I forgive so and so for this. I forgive so and so for this. Start there, and it may not feel super free right away. It may not yeah. feel joyful. You might not be ecstatic about it, but that's a, a start in the right direction. Yeah. And um, just by saying don't be it. tricked by the enemy thinking that your resentment towards a person and your unforgiveness is hurting them because they can't or feel working because it. it's not it's working. not it's only hurting and killing you. Because if it was, they would change. And I know, like ninety nine. 0.9% of people aren't changing because you're so angry at them. I've never heard of anybody. It gets worse, yeah. Anybody having a stroke because the unforgiveness mm-hmm. that they felt from another person they offended. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of anybody having a cut on their wrist because somebody hasn't forgiven them and it's just burning inside. You know what I I'm saying? I have heard some stories, but I ain't it's never not, like it's not your normal. forgiveness in your heart and your hatred is not hurting that other person. No, it's, it's hurting you. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And so you're worth peace. Your own life is worth peace mm-hmm. and love and joy. And um, yeah, man, it's not optional. So let's let's wrap it up with a prayer. And um, I yeah. think that's good for unforgiveness. Yep, we can leave it on. You want to go or you want me to go? You go ahead and break. All right. You're not going to hold my hand? Oh, sorry. Right. I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> so, Father God, we just thank you for this platform. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over every listener. Um, Lord, open up their ears, their hearts, and their minds to receive, Lord. And whoever it is that's watching this that needs to forgive, I just pray, Lord, right now, that just like your apostles, that you would give them faith. Give them faith to forgive, Father God, no matter what's happened to them. Let them see past what the trauma is, what the bad experiences are, and let them see you, Lord. Give them understanding and revelation of how important and valuable forgiveness is. Let them know, Father God, that it's not a suggestion, but a requirement. But more importantly, Lord, just show them how. Start start showing them how and revealing to them, Father God. Show them how to um, purify their heart of all evil and um, negativity and hatred. And Father God, just like David prayed, we pray over everyone and over ourselves, creating us a new heart. Creating us a clean heart, Lord. Rid of us, rid us of all bitterness, unforgiveness, um, hatred, and Lord, let us let our lives be an acceptable sacrifice for you, Lord. Let us please you, and let us extend the same grace that you have uh, so generously given us. And right now, I just thank you, Lord, that 
Uh, you are making your peace known in every situation. I thank you, Lord, that no trauma, no bondage, no shackle, no uh, heartbreak is um, too big for you. I thank you, Lord, that you can fill the void of where everyone's been hurt, where they've been misplaced, misjudged, uh, ridiculed. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you can fill them with peace, with love that is beyond understanding and comprehension. Comprehension. And I just thank you, Lord, for showing us how to forgive. And most importantly, Lord, I thank you for forgiving us, even when we're not worthy of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we'll see y'all on another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like, subscribe, and tell a friend, and tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, we'll see y'all next time.